you know, this, this meeting with a, a handful of, of Christian men, you know, like a, an interfaith, um, it's like an interfaith men's gathering. It's interesting, right? Because, uh, well, yeah, I don't know that I would need it to be a men's gathering and I don't know if they would need it to it either, but they, but they might. And it's just happenstance that it just happens to be a small number of people. But, um, but anyway, this, uh, these interfaith discussions that you and I have, which are funny because they're like, we we we're, they're sort of interfaith and they're sort of not in that um, our faiths are different, but they're sort of not. You and I share this spiritual education, and our practices were so close together that our discussions earlier might not have been interfaith, but then maybe they are. Maybe two right two people in in the same synagogue side by side talking about their experience. Um, in the synagogue that they were raised in and have stayed in, maybe so nuanced. Yeah, by that using synagogue part. with its implied Greek root sin, uh-huh. from which we get sangha. Like it's nice that you use synagogue yeah. not to just refer to Jewish, but synagogue is almost one of our most rooted English terms. It's it's rooted in yeah. in Greek and assembly, assemblage uh-huh. of beings in a space, a synagogue. Uh huh. Sangha satsang. Satsang, and we get, you know, right? I think we do get synagogue from from sangha. I think they are right. cognate, in fact. So right, yeah, yeah right. right. They yeah. are, uh, to, as yeah, far yeah. as I understand. Um, so it's kind of nice to use the word synagogue. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's this question, and this is a big theme for me, mm-hmm. I, and I don't know how this will go tonight. And right, my personal agenda, which is. And this guy, I told you, this guy that I'm going to meet with tonight, that he mentioned this quote um, uh, from, oh, I forgot the, what's the, the, the Bart, Carl Bart, Bart, mm-hmm. one Bart, two Bart, Carl, Carl Bart, B-A-R-T-H, which is equal to a fathom, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like seven hogsheads. 10,000 um, barts under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am a universalist in hope and uh, it just described me. I felt so nicely in a way that that's like, it's an agenda that I have in a lot of these discussions and I don't necessarily want to win. I don't want to win lightly. I would also push back against that agenda to say that, that all paths lead to the same place. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a position that I would take per se, unless I were, I mean, I would take that position in a heartbeat to Unless explore Unless someone it. was taking the position opposite to that, then you right. might be like, no, dude, <laughs> they really well, they do. <laughs> right. Because that then would no longer be the way to explore it. I would, I, you know, I take an ex- a position in order to explore a position. And mm-hmm. and I will tonight. And my, my guess is that, um, I don't know. Yeah, my guess is that I'll be, you know, taking a universalist position to some extent. I'm pushing towards a universalist argument. Um. But of course, you know, on some, on, I, I want to be pushed the other way. I want to make a, yeah, yeah. I want to be, it's hard to find rigorous universalists. Um, and quite, um, quite, quite. I'm almost the closest I'm aware of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? I mean, and I'm not exactly a universalist, but that, I feel like I that think makes me. A, that's interesting. I, I, I mean, 
then I'm, I'm, I'm cautious to talk about myself. I would self-describe that way too heavily. Oh, that's nice. But I mean, heavily, heavily. <laughs> yeah, like, like, okay, good. like that's kind of like, cause like a, like, for example, interfaith, uh, the very word faith is the very, it's the, it's like what the word karma or emptiness or compassion was when I was a Buddhist practicing yeah. Buddhist. And it's yeah. like, and it was the word when I was a practicing Muslim for those three years. So I, well, and feel, someone could push back against the word interfaith. And I, I, because uh, indeed, um, it I, seems I'm, like there's a, a, a thing that you need to be able to enter, which you may think that you don't have, which is faith. And, and we, I might, of course you and I might argue that, that people don't notice that they have it, but it's the same thing when people use the word spiritual, right? Like I consider my, my, my path, a spiritual path, even though the, the, faith, the like classical faith that I would most directly ascribe myself to, uh, you know, denies classically, you know, it's, is sort of famous for denying an autonomous entity, which might otherwise be called spirit. So it's like exactly, it's exactly what Buddhism isn't maybe you know we could equivocate or play with the meaning of the term spirit and get it to a point where i would feel very comfortable with it um and or, or autonomous and yet, being being obviously in, in you know god for those who are you know i mean that's another word for that autonomous being but sure, sure. we can say spirit um but in, a, in little, a christian's faith right you you might still talk about your soul as some Right. As, as I, and I don't know, I don't know how clearly this is, you know, it, well, like soul where and how well. it's fleshed out the soul of, of a human in a mm -hmm. Christian context. That is uh -huh. somehow it's not physical. It's not mental. It's, um, but it's the thing that, that ascends, uh, when the time comes and, uh, and then is that. And indeed has a physical component and a mental component. So, oh, does it? So, Oh, indeed. Oh, the indeed. Soul, Just like the, the Sambo, Sambhogakaya, Dharmakaya, Nirmanakaya, all those uh -huh. notions are in Christianity. Oh, absolutely. Uh -huh. Oh, yes. Okay. But does not die when the body dies. Uh, um, the body is transformed. It, it shifts, but we don't know to what. We're not as knowledgeable, I think, or claiming the kind of, what I would say, an almost a Gnostic approach to the transformation of a body at the moment of Buddhahood or the transformation at the different layers that happen as we move towards enlightenment. That was described very quite often and quite precisely within the Buddhist tradition in a way that in the uh -huh. Christian tradition, it is not. Um, right. So sure. I mean, almost but, but Jesus right. does, almost as we've du said, dubiously, walk through a, precisely. what's that? Almost dubiously, precisely. I mean, of course, that's an area that we modern American Buddhists being the worst of all chafe against some of the cosmological presentations of Buddhism and like, you know, your yeah. body does exactly this, your, you know, your mind does exactly this. It goes Although to this you place for this much time. And yeah. Yeah. Although what you call the cosmical cosmo cosmological, um, mm. is also, uh, you're, you're almost in a spiritual physiology, if you will, in a science mm -hmm. of enlightenment that involves almost a, a, a biology, a spiritual biology, a spiritual uh -huh. anatomy that has such a not literalism to it, but a it's it's yeah. not. Um, we're not talking about a platonic severance of the soul from the body, and that's not the idea in Christianity. 
although we have neoplatonic tendencies within Christianity that do talk about the soul, the body as a prison and the soul leaving. But I don't believe that's that's gospel, that the spiritual physiology of the gospel does not split spirit and flesh. I do not uh-huh. believe that. And I think that's a misinterpretation and understanding of Christianity, actually. Interesting. Um, Interesting. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe a common one. Uh, well, yeah. Like I, I think it's a common human tendency to feel the, 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 the weighing down in the body, the weighing down through appetites, the weighing down through cancers and the ultimate death and the disintegration of the body and the watching of bodies. Disint- it, there is a natural, natural tendency within the human mind and the whole, what we are, what it is to be human to, to, to want some sort of release from the prison of the body. It's natural, but the way it's presented in Christianity is more like a, a like a caterpillar, you know, in a cocoon. And then all of a sudden uh-huh. you just didn't know, like, I don't know what we're going to become, but it's a butterfly. It's not a dismembered sort of mental angelic being that doesn't, you know, eat bread and like hang out and smoke cigars. You know, it's not like a, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, <laughs> there's something quite literal and transcendent at the same time about the risen body of, uh-huh. of, of being with the eternal risen body, the body of beatitude, if you will. Sure. Um, sure. So, so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and I guess Buddhist too, and maybe, maybe, maybe I guess so. <laughs> and maybe yeah. every American Indian or American indigenous maybe. people here with their very, deep understanding of that too and, and so yeah 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 so i i don't you know i i don't i i don't know that i and i don't know that i i i when i set out to make a universalist argument i mean i think that i it, it may, maybe mm-hmm. i like to do it very slowly like it may not be a position that i necessarily set forth you know sitting down with some gentleman for for yeah. a first discussion of the like, right? But um, yeah, yeah. But just you know, the like, what are the things that? Well, like, what are the concerns we share in common? I, I was talking with a. Well, you know, you you're. I was talking with a friend recently who, um, whose uh, health is, um, yeah, in a dire situation. You're in a situation now with a, a loved one who's, yeah, um, who's whose dying health is in my a, eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and that I, I don't know if I'm overstating it or not to say that, um, that, that at, at the heart of all of our religious spiritual seeking or our introspection or longing to find our place or our understanding in the universe is this, um, yeah, is of course the central question of death and our struggle to find a to find a peace with that um now there's also an interesting um and this is the thing i was discussing with a friend last night uh there's this interesting like biological imperative which is that we should not be at peace with death that it's exactly how a, a an animal species uh survives propagates and mm-hmm. and studiously avoids death is um and so there's some there's some very sane logic to you know 
fighting tooth and nail, right? Gnashing teeth, flailing, you know, against the inevitable deny, you know, demise of the body and that we are, we are made to, to be that. And that's why we can exist as a society. It's a, it's an, that's what we would say in Christianity or in, in Islam or in Judaism, the natural being that's, that's, that's uh-huh. that when, when I use the word natural, this is, this is a, a sort of what you call the biological imperative might come under the, uh-huh. the, in the medieval thought under the, what is natural. Then there would be the supernatural. What would that be? Uh, narratives we take on either through revelation or our own investigations that push against that somewhat and see our very being in leaning into death. And in it's not simply um, the word you used was at peace with it. Uh-huh. It's rather we see our liberation in it from moment to moment. We actually see, and and when we talk of universalist, and you were surprised that I, I, I think you might have been surprised that I described myself that way, but it's, it's, it's in one of the great examples of universalism within praxis or methodology and the mystical paths of every single tradition that I have loved and tried to learn about and practice to some very limited extent is, is this relationship to death. And, um, I have turned a little bit up, but it doesn't negate this biological imperative. There is a certain ignominy, it's ignominy, the ignominy of death, the, 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 the looking of, of Jesus Christ upon his best bro, Lazarus, and seeing death. And he's just a, it's just so appalling to see your mother. It's such a, it's such a jolt to the, no. There's a, there, and, and that isn't simply a biological imperative. There's a spiritual aspect a warrior aspect that comes up that has to be, it is a facet, yet there's another facet, a supernatural facet that I think has to come in around how we um, use death to, to, to heighten our spiritual senses and the, and, the, and the journey to God or to truth or to, to enlightenment. It's, it's crucial. And um, I, I, I do, I was biased by, our teacher to kind of almost see it as the enemy. And I think that was really helpful. Uh, and at a certain point, I think it's important to um, not only be at peace with it, but to see it as the stepping stone into an extraordinary transformation. Well, and then that, you know, I wonder then how that is also reliant on the natural being and reliant on that fear Patanjali, right? Even in the yoga sutra, mm-hmm. when he talks about Abhinavesha, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, clinging to, you know, uh, longing for life, the fear of death, holding on to mm-hmm. life. Um, it's e- even in the wise, you see, vidu, vidu uh, uh, even in those who see, even in those who know, um, mm-hmm. they still have this clinging, to to live to life um, and 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 of course you 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 want that right you have to you have to say that to people right there's this um, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously to we could overvalue the the supposed or or um, desired or aspired to world beyond this world um, I'm not aware of a system 
you know, that, you know, or, or a major system that says to such an extreme that the next world is of such value that you should cast off this world, that you should cast off this natural body, that you should, you know, we all seem to universally, right. Um, accept that, um, Except Even for some weird cults within within yeah, some right. of these major religions, jump on the spear and kill yourself right. when your husband dies, and all the exactly. a lot of misogyny that comes. I mean, it, it's it a, does exist. A whole, indeed, there's a lot of nonsense. But yes, generally saying, I could yeah, go along right. with you there. Yeah, right. Yeah, there are there are suicide death cults. Horrific, you know, that, and I and I believe modern American Christianity is one, and our interpretation of Revelation, the fact that sixty percent of this country voted for Trump, is a proof that uh, we are actually a misunderstood Jesus and it is a death cult. It is a certain form of religion gone wrong, a cultus, yeah. a cult, a culture gone wrong. Um, uh -huh. But um, uh -huh. I digress, I, please. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, right. So, you know, generally speaking in sort of like, for lack of a better word, you know, core, core Christianity, core Buddhism, core mm, Hinduism, mm, core yeah, yeah. Judaism, Gosh, yeah. you know, <laughs> while they're whatever main, mainstream, whatever, and that may shift over time what that means. Indeed. Um, no. I mean, it not, it not may, it do so, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> not may, it do so. <laughs> yes, Yoda. <laughs> uh, but all of these systems uh, lean upon the found value of the continuation of this flesh and beating heart um as long as as at least sensible um and a, and, a, and a crucial refinement that's come in for me in my life which had a tendency to uh because of my pursuit of have seek ye first the heaven of the kingdom of heaven and all else will be added unto you uh a, a sophomore which I was and probably still am in many ways, that seeking uh, has a platonic negation, a kind of the soul is trapped. We are just seeing forms and images and shadows on the cave wall. But if only we could look, we could see the, the source. And there's this like you have to leave that prison. of. And what it ended up doing was it made me not sharpen my tools and keep my kitchen a certain way and take care of my uh, duties and children and things around me, the, 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 uh -huh. the, uh, the embrace uh -huh. of death uh -huh. really sends us smack dab into the sacredness and sacramental nature of the moment. And I yes. don't really see any other portal into that moment for me. I don't, for me, the stepping stone has always been this logical, mystical, all different levels of being, meditation upon death and bringing that into each day so that our life becomes, frankly, a spiritual party. As, yes. as our it, 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 And now, now, now sometimes the thought of death at a certain point for a person, it just creates anxiety. Well, then it's much more important to focus on other things. And of course, it, it's a very sharp sword, meditation upon death and how we mm -hmm. do it and, and how we integrate it. And so yeah. it's a timing thing. It's certainly not to be sort of axiomatically, you know, clung to with, you know, or if you have uh, two hours go by without thinking of it, but that there's a sort of, yeah, it sure. permeates one's spiritual being, a sense of the shortness of time and that that relaxes us into just really doing what's before us, you know? And so I don't, 
if our meditation on death makes us think of otherworldly, if seeking the kingdom of God first doesn't yeah. look like intensely taking care of the people before us, yeah. then I don't, I think it's a nonsense. Uh, There's this yeah, it, uh, thing that you and I were taught about um, how ultimate reality is one of the reasons, one of the facets of why it's like a diamond um, <laughs> is that it like is clear, perfectly clear. And uh, all, all uh, were we encased in, you know, a perfectly clear diamond structure, it, it could be all around us and we wouldn't see it. And I'm not sure that that's true, but. Yeah, neither um, am I. I never really, <laughs> yeah. under, but I like the, I, I like it sure. just as a symbol. I like it. I, I, I sure. ideation of it is great. It's like, oh, cool. That somehow <laughs> there is this like unnoticed reality all around us and we're not quite seeing it. And I find that compelling and powerful, but also. <laughs> but also um, and what um yeah but and 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 but yeah. no but and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. uh this idea to me and this is you know uh of of and they, what this is very buddhist and 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 you you whatever in, indulge me uh Please, you know if yeah. you would but there's this um and i think there's probably a risk of nihilism to this but i don't experience it that way that uh, uh. that uh that the opposite could also be said to be true from a Buddhist perspective in that what you are seeing is exactly all there is and that you are imagining some sort of secret life to the objects in this room, the, the back of them, the, the true heart of them that exists beyond your mind that exists and that in fact, what you are projecting, you see, what is before your eyes is all that there is for you to, so now deal with it. So now deal with what is right here and now. This is, what if there isn't some secret hidden nature at the bottom of all of this? What if everything is only and exactly what you are, what, what it seems to be before you, except for the fact that it seems to you that it must have some truer depth far beyond all of this. And yeah, the depth is not in the subject or the object. The depth is, is found, I believe within the relation and it's within the relation and the social nature of grace and with our, in our relationships. So that what you said, not only is it all that possibly all there is, as I'm indulging this idea, it's all we need. There's no FOMO then. There's no fear of missing out. Why? Well, because the dance of light and the play of that shine and shade on the trees and the need of your wife in that moment, everything is so fully there. And I keep thinking yeah. that it's, but the hidden nature of it isn't within the, it's within the real, yeah. the relet, the interdependence. The perfect whisper of the sound of the trees and the perfect flashing of the you light. You say, what does it mean? Of, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah, what yeah, does yeah. it mean? And like, yeah, if you could yeah, realize yeah. the answer that maybe the the answer, the, <laughs> the perfect true answer is that it means perfect whisper of the sound of the trees and the perfect glinting of light <laughs> off the shade of the, the gleam of the trees. And, yeah, yeah. and it, isn't that like, isn't that glorious? It, it is, it, it, what does it mean? It means this, you see, what does that reflection in that way, in that light that sings to my heart mean? It means a reflection of light on the ground in that way sings to your heart is what it means. And, um, and then we're, you know, drifting into the realm of, you know, of, of the zeny sort of statements that can be really, well, really kind irking. Of, you know, 
Well, kind of in a way, you yeah. almost, to me, put up a beautiful thing right at the beginning. And I thought how much of a, of a kind of critique of Zen that is. Mm-hmm. You, like there's some profound, it almost felt like you're, you're saying, you're looking for, you think that the, 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 the reality is a koan. No, it's not. It's right in front of you. Go take care of it. There's uh-huh. not a koan there. There's not uh-huh. some one hand clap. It's not that. It, 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 now, but, but tell me how maybe it, it's, it's creeping towards Zen because I felt it's creeping away from Zen and I almost said as such. At the, mm-hmm. at, after your first opening salvo, your opening statement. So, <laughs> I mean, big, but you know, I mean, and my experience of, of Zen and yeah. I um, is limited. that they're, oh, and mine is too. Terribly. And, uh, limited, they have so not, in fact, nominated me as their spokesperson. But, yeah, no, um, Norm, Norm, we, we're, we're, <laughs> we would not be the guys you'd want to nominate. <laughs> I, but I have, you know, but I have a real affinity for this, I, that it's a, it's a, it's, it's a pedagogy, right? It's this yeah. like, yeah, pushing you and pushing you and pushing you to find this secret meaning behind all things because it's it's feeding you wrong questions. It's like how many, it's like the 14, you know, questions that Lord Buddha wouldn't answer. It's like, well, what if there were 147 of these questions or what if there are mm. countless questions that the Buddha no. would never answer and we keep feeding mm. you them and feeding you them mm. and feeding you them until mm. you see the futility of these questions, find the true meaning, Try, find your name mm. before your name was ever spoken. What is your true mm. name before a mm. name was spoken? You know, Instead and, of D.T. Suzuki saying, instead of looking for the head on top of your head, be satisfied with the one that you have. You're creating a, a head on top of your head. Now, this is very, very interesting. You because, think that there is one, but you think there is a head on but, top. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is very interesting because you talked about the biological compar- imperative. Yeah. And now yeah. we can talk about the noetic imperative. There is a biological imperative that I do believe one has to transcend. The appetitive, natural nature of being does not, not necessarily transcended, but put in its proper proportion. Equally so, in the realm of the narratives we tell ourselves about the world, including that search for a narrative below the superficial narrative. So now we're talking about when Jason Kappa and the Lam Rim, you know, Kevin Prashia's Lam Rim, that little, little ten or 10 verses or so, you know, this, this, what was the word used? Uh, in Geshe Michael's translate the, uh, the, uh, the grasping, uh, you know, the grasping to, oh, it's such a, it's not grasping. It's such a strong word within one of those verses. Um, and it's just gone. But we were talking about clinging to the body. Like, I don't want to die. Like cellular life has this. They, they, we, 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 biological imperative clinging like that. Not, But we, and as spiritual people, as we move on in our lives, we need to let go of, I need to let go of, 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 of spiritual notions as well. They become extreme potentially, uh, uh, you know, stumbling blocks to the spirit dwelling within me and me living a free, full life here and in the hereafter. That it become, Those ideas that were supportive on the journey become um, yet further things that we are grasping to that is creating a veil between myself and simply... Uh, um, knowing. Knowing, yeah. Yeah, right. No, yeah, no yeah. edict drive. And, that, yeah. and it's an interesting thing because you say, I, I don't know if it's mm. as strong. I I feel like it's one of the things that tend to mark you and I and others of our inclination as weirdos in the world. Uh, and I, and I, so? I feel 
treated as a weirdo sometimes mm. very mm. much because of my, what you might call this noetic imperative, my desire to know. And it just, I, I think people think that I'm very strange for it, that I, I am so, I don't know that everyone is driven in the same way to know in the way that I am. And I don't know that they're mm-hmm. wrong. I don't know that I, you know, if it's something, if something is asleep in them, if something um, needs to st- settle the fuck down in me, I don't know. But, uh, but I, yeah, I've, I, my whole life, I've had this unbelievable drive to just, I mean, yeah, it's, it has, it has driven me my whole life. You know, it is in fact, Think it has. To say to describe it as a noetic imperative is so true in my bones, and I don't know. I don't think other people look that way to me. I don't think other people would describe themselves that way to me. Um, I think that all these people who indulge me, you know, and you can feel it when you want to have these conversations with people, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah," but you know, seriously, oh, sure. how about them oh. Red Sox? Well, why are you, why are you getting intellectual about matters of the heart? Why are you getting intellectual about matters of mysticism and spirituality? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if you understood the, the way in which I was just bringing that up was a, was a, was a sort of interesting thing. There's the, 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 the path, the via negativa, the apophatic self-emptying path of Christianity and of indeed every single form of mysticism or esotericism that I've ever come across involves questioning, not the, not the, not the, um, noetic by that, I mean, a a worldview, a, a, a desire to, 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 to explore and challenge worldviews or we create spiritual notions and architectures. Those architectures are helpful until potentially they are not. And so sometimes uh-huh. Christian uh-huh. mysticism wrongly is labeled as anti-intellectual, which in fact, it's not at all, or anti-psychological. Yeah. In fact, it's a very deep psychology. And in fact, the intellect is used deeply, but it has to be, it's put by questioning our own, the own, our own maps, our own roadmaps by by bringing that into question, it brings it into a certain darkness or a certain um, openness and a certain distrust around our own views. So that, and it's part of the the process for a Christian mystic. You see it, and it can be so easily become this sort of. You never meet these people who end up being doctors of the church or mystical or saints who have like, um, they don't think that the the think is to stink, but they do think that there's a time when certain forms of thinking need to be let go of and grasping to them the way you do a body is the same damn thing. And it's, it's literally amounts. What does it amount to? Just things not working out, bro. Idolatry stuff, boo-boos that really hurt you, Kev. Like you need to now jump off of that, that, that plateau you've been on. You have to jump out of that milieu and trust and, and, and let go of a certain notions. And that's very, very hard for me. It's one thing to not eat much. It's one thing to find daily disciplines and deny oneself in different ways and see the beautiful fruits, but to deny aspects of thinking you, and how does that work? Like how 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 do you use the mind to do that? To 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 in a sense direct the mind. 
So right. right. Well, there's a. <laughs> it you know it seems to me right that there's this uh, there's this beautiful thread through many of the world's traditions about the. You know, it's it's become a, a spoken about, especially in a Socratean ideal, right? The the one who knows he doesn't know, and uh, and it's prominent in Zen, and it's a type of knowledge, right? It is it is the noetic of knowing that you don't know, which is very uh, over you know easily overstated, and um, and easily understated. Yeah, and easily understated, right? And so these hence, traditions, hence, you know, rampant evangelism is the understatement of that. I mean. <laughs> yeah, well, right. Yeah. And um and and that there may be a type of knowing that's possible and a type of knowing that's not possible. And yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and that if we are swimming about all day trying to know what cannot be known, <laughs> um then yeah. that's a, that's a that's it's exhausting. It's a waste of our time, you know, to have a Attention. and we do have this. We have this noetic drive to know, right? This drive to know you know, very possibly <laughs> what simply cannot be known. Now, can it be not be known because of our limitations, because of it, because it doesn't exist, because it's outside of our, our ken, our realm, the size of our mind, because it is forbidden to us or because you, you can't know the color of a rock, you know, that isn't there. Um, and, and we're trying to then, um, then it's a type of a realization of the impossibility of knowing in a way that does not paralyze us. You see, in a way that does not immobilize us, in a way that has that frees us. You see, that suddenly frees resources which can be employed in exactly knowing and action. I would say it proportionalizes the architecture of our of our noetic being. Let's say. What does that mean? What do you mean? I don't it, know what that it, means. It, it, it makes the entrance and the rooms. It makes everything in proper proportion. It's not the yeah. the 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 use of reason is crucial in the mystical life, of course. Uh, yes. But where you and I might differ, and I don't know, you'll probably push back as you are wont to do in a good way. Um, Probably will. But, but human reason uh, in Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and in Taoism can take you only so far. Uh, there is uh, something called revelation, and there is the light of God. And it is not if I continue to lean on human reason. There is a way in which that acts as a obstacle uh -huh. to the divine light of God entering into our being and revealing truth. Yeah. There is a revelation, and that revelation is indeed objective. And so, or, or, or I understand that I'm being taught by within these three different spheres, whether it's Ibn al-Arabi, although he questions that through Plato, whether it's St. Thomas Aquinas who uses Aristotle, whether it's Maimonides, the great Jewish man who uses Aristotle, they do end up ultimately putting science underneath revealed theology. Yeah. And it science builds a whole, you, we use 
the ascent of the intellect. It's not the negation, but the purification of the intellect into uh, so that revelation and reason are in deep cahoots and within I, the I, mystic. I, I mostly the, agree. I mean, where I would push back, right? If is it's just the like the objective nature the, of revelation. Well, but see, but I, but the part of the I think the problem is that we're we're smuggling a, the word objective belongs in the in the intellectual discourse. And so to say that that, that so. <laughs> intellect is supposed to observe that which is beyond the intellect and call it objective I think is unfair to the functioning of the intellect. That's, no, it's not. Think. No, no, no. It, it, in what I just said, I wasn't speaking of the intellect observing what is beyond the intellect. No, I don't think you are. But what I'm mm. saying is mm. in the realm that you're discussing, I don't believe that using terms like objective is appropriate. Oh. I, I don't, be, I don't oh. believe in that, 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 revel, that revelationary state like it's, worries itself with questions like, wait, is this objective or is this subjective? Is this dependent upon like, oh, it, it, I think it, it's, it, it's, it's a state of acceptance of isness. Oh, uh, hmm. and I, well, I, and so, and, and so to, for me to say like, oh, well that's objective because it sits beyond the realm of the intellect but but you but it's only intellect that stands in judgment about the objective nature or lack thereof of a thing, and so I don't and so I don't like mixing the two. It's and and I agree that we must not just leave one behind. To say that we must leave one behind, I, I think can also be, you, I would also be cautious about because we. We may very well take it up again, and, well, and probably the nurturing do. of the intellect in the light of revelation is different from the nurturing yeah. of the intellect in the light of oh, I'm going to be able to figure out my way out of samsara, out of the dunya, out of my fallen nature. That there is the that there's there's a way in which without revelation we cannot whether we call it objective or subjective actually without yeah. such there is no. Because there's a very great case to be made for the, and as is Ibn al Arabi, and, and a, a great case to to speak about the subjective nature of revelation. But it is a sense of being um, um, confronted by yes. another reality, and I'm sorry to say, uh, a reality behind the one we see, indeed. Well, but, well, but I, I arrived at through what we see. And that's but again, it's, they're, like the the my point is not that one of those descriptions is the most true description, right? My point is exactly that that it's oh. somewhat novel that we could almost say exactly the opposite and find application. Oh, I, yeah, I I, I, I follow you. And I like it. And uh, so uh, the um the the idea that we right like I'm always I'm always hesitant, right? When, when I think of like, oh, I used to think this, but now I think this. Like I'm always very cautious about calling okay. that progress. Okay. Because oh, by Thursday sure. I could be back to the other. And and hopefully it's informed by the prior. And and then I may lose, you know, by whatever next next Thursday I have left behind again the other that has hopefully been informed by the the expanding and contracting to and from mm -hmm. the 
I mean, to, to make, I'm sorry if it makes it sound too like a uh, 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 mm-hmm. naked or obvious or, or technical, right? But here Please, we are no, having an intellectual so. discussion about that which is beyond the intellect, but sometimes the term. At least at this is, point in the discussion, yes. Yeah, go ahead. What's the term? Um, to, to, to see something directly, a type of evidence. Um, Gosh, I can't think of the term. Help, help me. Are you thinking of? E, are you maybe. thinking of? Um, are um, you thinking of a Sanskrit term? You like? Part- no, it's English. Oh, no, oh, no, oh. it's just uh, English. Um, uh, um, um, uh, di- direct evidence, um, uh, experienced uh, direct experience. Ah, hell, oh, it's all right. Okay. Um, uh, but um, but it's Ex- experiential in, or, or yeah, but there's a word for a certain type of evidence, right? Um, directly uh, experienced evidence in in sort mm-hmm. of even modern mm-hmm. science and philosophy. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, it'll come. Yeah, well, good. Um, but anywho, um, uh-huh. um, no, you just try to like make your mouth evidential experience. Fuck. Oh, it hurts so much. Um, but even in, in, you know, you know, a crusty old ancient Buddhist logical discussion about, logic and the power of logic and the power of inference and extending your capacity to know from beyond the, the direct, direct, direct evidence from the direct experience uh, to, uh, to that, which you can't see. It's always dependent on direct experience. It's always just, you know, on that, which is known directly without intellectual establishment but because you see it seeing it because you see it yeah yeah and then yeah yeah. and then all of inference is built upon that yeah and not and and necessarily not as and this is aristotle so that's that's yeah that is is a foundation of aristotle yeah yeah, sure i yeah um and uh and so yeah of course you know you now, which one comes first, and which one has to eventually uh, be left behind? Yeah, you yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this this is what I'm weary of, uh, um, I, I, and I'm weary of the word "left behind." I, integrated, uh, uh, I'm, 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 I, um, yeah, yeah, purified, um, put to put to its most high use. Of, I don't know. Uh, um, <laughs> somehow, in yeah. having used the intellect. We see its limits because we've we we we're so profoundly, you know. I mean, all these you find out Saint John of the Cross, mystical doctor of the Church. There, all these guys, it's unbelievable. Um, 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 Rumi, right? Hafiz, all these like intoxicated contemplative and mystics, and they're all t- trained in logic. So, yeah. like, it, come on, man, like. That's one of your basic trainings in mind to a lesser extent, but to quite a bit. And it, it's proved very helpful in actually figuring out what are true mystical paths and what aren't. And I, I, I that's a little bold to say that, but I do feel, I do feel, I, we'd be lost without the use of that. I, there, yeah. So there's no need, there's no, but there is in a sense there is a time to leave it behind to make us open to something, uh, frankly, below the colors and shapes. <laughs> uh, uh, I believe that. 
And I think my belief in that is also a prerequisite for having something occur within that relation, a relationship with that which is beyond what I'm able to uh, think of myself, a relationship. How, how is that a relationship? And that's what you would question. You're like, yeah, but you're using the intellect to then create that narrative. You're, you're just, you're, you are doing yes. that again, Kev. Like, yes. you're, you're still like, can you just like, can you admit to that? And I'm going to have to say yes. Right. You say, yeah. I've, got, right. I've got to assent to that thing that you're asking me to assent to, you know? Right, right. Um, and that, that's exactly right. And that's why, yeah. it's exactly why I, I, I chafe against I like it. Yeah. In the, at least in this moment that I, I chafe against <laughs> asserting that other experience to be objective. Because I just don't know that that terminology goes there. And yet we have to talk about it, right? And so how yeah. do we talk about it? And that's why... Um, even in, in Buddhism, it's called ultimate reality. And, and Jetsankapa goes on these, you know, on the, these tears about, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ultimate reality, but that doesn't mean exists ultimately. And when we use the word ultimate in the sense of ultimate reality, we're not saying that it means a thing exists ultimately. We're talking about a sort of experience that can be called an ultimate experience, which is not the same as saying that that experience exists yeah. beyond all possible perspectives, understandings, or especially intellectual dissections. Yes, yes, yes. And to go to, to, to lean now more heavily in that and to be completely fair to Buddhism, let's now talk about the revelatory nat nature that I think I've found or seen or been aware that people have talked about in every tradition that I've yeah. been involved with, directly with teachers, they've spoken of this. So this is not like in Buddhism, you see an incredible use of mantra, which makes us susceptible uh -huh, to, yes. to deity, to, yes. to some kind of communication that, yeah, is then put down in life, but it wasn't reached through necessarily an intellectual uh -huh. endeavor it was a it was an opening into something by the by the by by a a discipline under undertaken in faith and and so that seems to be in every single you want to get ecumenical or universalist i mean police every single tradition talks about some not necessarily emptying the mind but getting it into a place where it is susceptible to revelation, to Samaya, to my mind mixing with my Lama's mind, my, my, my Christ's mind, the Christ mind, the Krishna's mind. It does it. It's literally, it's, 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 it's permeates every single tradition mm -hmm. on some level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And well, there's a, <laughs> and there's this, um, and it's also, and, and logic reasoning can be and I, I've seen this in some of the best debaters mm -hmm. you know and I've been mm -hmm. and I felt this mm -hmm. this sense of it right at the corner of my awareness at times when we're playing and it happens with debaters who are very good at taking uh, very willing especially to positions take positions they don't agree with. not their own <laughs> yes totally mm -hmm. and to get good at it and say you know i think i could prove that even though that's not necessarily my position but then if i have then proved it does that make it so if it doesn't then how could i call it proof but then i feel like i could prove the other way too so does that mean that it's all bullshit right and that 
And, and in, my, in my estimation, it's exactly what it does not mean. And you'll hear people say mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't do logic because the only point of logic or something is to, to realize the futility of logic or something. Well, I'm like, well, that's a really good point of logic. And it's not, and that, that's exactly not futile then. Oh, right? to, to realize the head of the class. To realize oh, that's that, sexy. that you could make a very sophisticated argument for damn near any position. That's so what I'm talking about. There's a thing about. they say in the monastery. There's a saying that you've mastered the debate when you can prove that yopa is mepa and mepa is yopa. That you can prove that existence is non-existence and non-existence is existence. Right? Then you've mastered debate. Proof. They say proof, right? Which, which in that system means it's true, that this is true and the opposite is true and that you can prove that. And what does that mean? You see, and then you've short-circuited the whole thing, which mm -hmm. is vital, which is vital. You see, it's- Well, which is to me vital. Yeah, go on, sorry. Yeah, no. It, which it, is vital, you, vital because it's opening. Th yes. That creates an, uh, that creates a deep openness to the, to the to, to what is being required in the moment of us, or what? Because yeah. there's not a rigidity in the yes. soul or the mind in the being. It the, there's such a an a, I just there's such a grace that comes with that that using logic. There's a there's I mean that's crazy to use grace and logic in the same sentence, but that's kind of where that's you just me. put me. That's where you just put me. Yeah. There is a grace in using logic yeah. in that way, and. And yeah. my gosh, we have actually are losing it in our world. Yes. We are actually losing it. I had the worst day in the Catholic Church yesterday. I, in catechism, it was really, 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 really a sad, very, very hard day for me. And it so much hinges around what we're talking about right now. Um, yes. Oh, I, I do hope that. Um, I can find a home uh, in which to engage in Christianity in a way that feels mm -hmm. safe and open and logical mm -hmm. and mystical. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's just, I just, I just, um, yeah, yeah. It's, um, I, I digress. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I understand. I yeah. understand. I'm not. Yeah. I'm frustrated. I, I'm not surprised to hear you say that. And I'm not. Yeah. And I, and I, and me too, you know, and even as closely as I've found mm. systems that seem to reflect me that, you know, they're still, they're all spoken by humans. You know, we go and we interact with humans to get a whisper of the divine and it is there and it's always there. And you, we feel it more in some places than in others, but, but we're still interacting with humans and, and the, you know, this human thread and, um, and there are, you know, disappointments and frustrations and, and I'm not, I found the, the, you know, roughly the system that seems to best reflect my, but even so I have to like, I have my own addendums and my own reservations and, and this version that I found is the closest for me. And then this group studying this version seems to be studying the closest, but then there are ways in which I wish it, I wish this group was more like this other group that I don't so much hang with. And there's I almost ways in which, yeah. 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 I almost don't want it to reflect me. I, I, I don't, yeah. I'm not seeking a tradition that reflects me or my needs or my myopic nature. I engage in self-distrust yeah. as you do, but that is what yeah. we're, t 
the the thing is is when you yeah. talk about <laughs> finding your tribe, you want it's to finding, reflect you <laughs> it's finding the tribe it's finding the tribe that is bringing that very reflection into question yes. all the time yes yes, yes. i mean and yes. that's that yes. there's the there's the paradox yes. in what you just said and it's like fuck yes. man come on yeah we right. can't, we're engaging in debate we're, we're faith involves uncertainty we're not we're not here to take that pill or this pill or you mean and then and then and then and then the discussion just completely dissolves into you know maybe clorox could help with taking care of covid uh-huh, it, it just uh-huh. like, like well, so so you can find an article on your interwebs on your on your cyber world we can find anything to support anything we can find any anything to support anything so it's it's like i love yes. For yes. me, the church right. is not, it's not just a human institution. The church is a divine and human institution. It's, a, it's a God-given, revelatory institution and a human one. And, well, and my goodness. Humans are and, not, not divine. I mean, Yeah, no... we're, we're just not. That's why we're in the institution, for goodness sake. Right. We're yeah. trying to find. And, and so it was just, it, it literally broke some, it, it little bit broke. My spirit yesterday. I just, I just yes. couldn't believe that my teachers. You know, just I met people who were, you know, anti-vaxxers and think that yes. you know Democrats are you know create so- socialism and I you know we talked about it. it was so great we talked about you know the coming of Pentecost and there was this like you know this rush of the Holy Spirit and then three thousand disciples you know you know after the passing of Jesus just give up their stuff and give up their money and are taking care of the poor and the sick and they're able to understand languages they didn't know before and there's just this, and I said it's like it's like communism with Christ. They're like <laughs> they're like Christian communists. And the room uh-huh. went silent, and I was like, "Just a joke, you guys. Just a, how about Chris? How about communists? Does that work?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I couldn't believe it." I mean, you're offended. It was it was it was the most communist moment in history. Yeah. Are you kidding? Or one of the when you when when a when a when a person when a person knows they're being cared for by something so much larger and smaller than them beyond when something comes into a person's heart where they feel held in love whether in death and or life christ you are mine i am yours and you're held in just expansive love that takes the practical thing of medicines and foods and non-ownership and lack of possessiveness and 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 the ideal of marx but permeated with god like imagine a non-atheistic marxism holy moly how wow that well, sounds you, like <laughs> and you read marx i did and did anyone else in that room your guess you see and i'm we don't know oh, we should see that's see? the other problem like can we do some homework and before you judge before you yeah, you mark. It's like saying it's a but. It's a word. Like right, you say it, and people just immediately McCarthy. Ah, like this or whatever. Right. It just we, yeah. not Kevin right. McCarthy, and but the, the right. other guy. Yeah, I assumed you meant Kevin. McCarthy. Right. Yes. No. Right. I mean exactly. And 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 if you you know, and if you you don't know, you don't know. Right. Then you have right. accepted the. And that's also that's the equivocation in. It can be 
disingenuous to equivocate, but also very oh, much yeah, not, yeah. but it's, it's so profound. Yeah. And this is yeah. the, um, there's this old, you know, this accusation that I've faced so many times uh, on, on, you know, in debating and being mm. sophistic or yeah, this is just um, arguing for the sake of arguing. Well, I actually am arguing for the sake of arguing, but to yeah. get to truth. So be clear. <laughs> and, and that, that is, and that, that, and that, 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 that is a reflection of truth. That, that, that yeah, is that the semantics is, is the, the semantics are a, a, a dependent origination, a, a way in which that reality is <laughs> created. Yeah, right. That you come to a knowing and that it's not just that you're coming to a knowing of an outer reality, but that yeah. outer reality is shaped by our knowing that we name things into being mm -hmm. and that that occurs as we establish something through our teetering tower of reasonings that seem like it's one thing <laughs> loosely placed upon a, you know, this, this, you know, unreasonably high stacked, you know, perhaps um, from a town called Pisa. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. Or Babel. And, or Babel for them. <laughs> right. And, um, and, 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 and yes. And your, to what extent is, is, is exactly your reality built that yeah, way yeah, and if yeah. you could come to see that we're somehow we're accepting that is true because of this stupid thread that you've teased together to corner me for a second yes and yeah, yeah right. and maybe you're oh, doing ben, that all day every day and if yeah, you could see ben, that relation <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, could right. see if you could see that that is how your month works that that mm -hmm. is how you think about your reality and that's why you got mad at kevin when he said something about disciples and communism you see, if you could see that, mm. then you you could you could sit back and laugh at the joke. And oh. I'm not ready to laugh at all jokes. Oh, you see? laugh at the joke and like see for it as stepping stone yeah. into your own nothingness. And like, there's so many ways to like it's such an inroad into to potentially into reality then you want to say but ben it's just semantics and then ben's answer exactly yeah. <laughs> like but it's yeah. just semantic kevin oh, but now you're just semantics. yeah no yeah. no you're holy absolutely semantics. right it is and yeah. we would sure. say in genesis god created the world out of love but gave the name and gave the naming to us we now, so there's a collusion of revelation and givenness of reality and the subjective, the interplay of the objective given nature of our world of mountains and streams and other beings. And, but the naming of all those things were put into the hands of human beings hmm. by our and, creator, according to Genesis. That's and, profound. And thus you could convince yourself that this room was... Yeah. divine or profane and and yeah. thus it would yeah. be and thus it would be i myself am divine or profane and thus i am yeah. right you know and could be helplessly could have helplessly cornered in yourself into seeing yourself mm. as one or the other mm. and you would not be wrong yeah. <laughs> and then i would want to say and where my faith comes in it's like 
well, you're wrong in one way because you were made in the image of God who is love. You just can't yeah. quite see it right now and you've forgotten for a moment. So when when you've decided on an noetic that goes into shame and low self-esteem, just remember by whom you were made and for what you were made. By love, well, you're love wrong in the sense that you think that <laughs> that conclusion that you've helplessly come to because of some teetering tower of connections about your profanity, you're, you're wrong in that you think that that is the one true most real way. It's not the, that the intellect mm -hmm. has led you to establish an ultimate reality, you see? And I, of of course, that's precisely what I'm denying. And the intellect, when it reveals to you that it can never establish ultimate reality, you, then you have had quite a, quite a noetic experience. Then the heart is swept clean of the teetering tower of noetics that clutter the mind, whereby the light that is inside and outside and constantly comes from within and without can have free reign. St. John the Cross. And that John light may be, it may be luminous or it may be clear. You see, <laughs> right? This, uh, the mm -hmm. uh, cell, the clear light Indeed. wherein that um, you see the, mm -hmm. the, the crystalline gleam of nothing at all to see when you look in that direction. And, and it's and it's and it's the most and it's the most beautiful thing and it's the most beautiful thing in the Yeah, world. and St. John of the Cross says before it's cosmetic and trans uh, cosmetic cosmic and translucent. I was interested. And, I was and, intrigued. Uh, uh, yeah, cosmetic, okay. You're getting into lipstick and eyeliner, that's cool. Um, um before it's that, it is darkness to the mind yeah. that seeks an idol. It is darkness to the intellect that is not used to question the nature of reality, but rather to define it, pin it down, button it up, make it like that. And then when a person like me says, yeah, but I lean on this revelation, but you've just created another one of those things, maybe, Kev, that you're, but, well, did I make an idol of that in that moment? I don't know. Of course I did. Well, but did I? When I lean on revelation, when my day is going bad and I remember for what I was made, only because I was told, I was told, Yoganushasanam, I was told I'm reviewing what God told me to review when I'm having a day like this. Mm -hmm. Now that's, that's a strange kind of faith. That is a strange faith. Yeah. It is. And I, and, I do, you know, I... You know, the history of revelation is also like the history of of struggle and the history of knowledge is the history of the struggle to know and the history of knowledge is the history of misknowing. And um, and I, you know, and I I hold to it, uh, you know, loosely and and continuously. And and I uh, it's. It's it's beautiful, and and when you sit with these masters, and you mm. sometimes you buy it, and sometimes you don't buy it, and that's a, and it's and they if they're right and you're wrong, and they're going to talk you into something cool, then then know when you don't buy it, and and let yourself not buy it yet. It's okay, and let them talk you into you're it. Let them play right. this game, and it's yeah, darn it's right. a beautiful give and take and a push yes, and pull, and the yes. noetic wherein we think that they're 
that there that we've arrived you see that we've arrived and there's nowhere else to go and maybe i don't know and i don't think that's why people aren't curious i don't right. think that's no neither do i i think that's a uh, red herring i don't think that's the yeah, yeah <laughs> cause either so, I, some sometimes that may be sometimes thing that happens, yeah right but for whatever reason i am i'm hungry for that state like you know it's it's an almost, you know, almost like the procreative drive. Um, my desire to know, my, in, you know, or my desire to be, you know, in, inseminated with meaning. And um, indeed, and, and in fact, we are, we are, I mean, one theologian states that like to be made in the image of God means to be made a seeker of meaning. Mm-hmm. To be made in the image means to be. <laughs> Uh, 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 because we're made in that image and then we can actually reflect upon the nature of being that very ability to reflect is itself the search for meaning and we are meaning seekers what human to be human is to be a seeker of meaning yes and uh says the definition of a bodhisattva is one who never gets tired of hearing more proofs of emptiness and the definition of a Christian saint, perhaps, is one who never tires to deepen in her love of God and knowledge of God's love of her. Same, same kind of thing. Like just like never tire of hearing about God. Tell me isn't more about it, God. Isn't Talk it, it alluring? You see, if you could get deeper forever, isn't that alluring? <laughs> Gregory of Nyssa, the Greek Orthodox, he goes, he goes. That's how it is, man. Heaven is yeah. just ever deepening circles of beatitude yeah. and awesomeness, and it's almost yeah. like maybe he's talking about doing what you're talking about all the yeah. time forever, and that it actually is a refinement and not an equivocation. That equivocation yeah. becomes a way of being that isn't actually equivocating. It's like an ever deepening. Yes. Yeah. If we find fulfillment in that ever deepening, then what greater disaster would there be to be fulfilled in the bottom of it all? <laughs> Strange. It sounds, it sounds uh, really attractive. You know, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To- um, yes. Right. Yeah. Sure. Again, really there's also there's because some more. I wouldn't have had that fight yeah. yesterday with my friend, but we did but with the teacher of the class, and I did have these talks with her after class because I was so concerned. I, I did. We did hug afterwards, and she cried, and and she goes, "I just can't see the white supremacy. I mean, all these, all these, all these, you know, people took to the streets, and it was so violent. I was like, it really wasn't. It really was like 0.01 percent of the crowd was." There really wasn't a lot of violence. It really wasn't. Oh my gosh! I just why why why, why black lives matter? Everyone's lives matter, and I'm I'm like, come here. I just said, I'll give you a, like the sins of the father aren't aren't meet, met upon me. I'm not I'm not racist. I'm not, you know. And she's just crying, like trying to figure. It was it's just I don't know why I went there, man. It's so fresh and it's just so pertinent to this conversation how it applies to me in life. Yes. It allows me to hug the person. It yes. allows me to meet her somewhere and to your way of thinking, what you talked about, just, it just, if That's I can so embrace hard. that kind, it's yeah. so malleable. It's so, it's so, it's not, yeah. I, I, it, it, my heart was open to her. And at the same time, I, 
I don't really want to find common ground with what is clearly to me false. It doesn't mean when we equivocate that we don't come to conclusions. Quite the contrary, we do come to conclusions. There are conclusions that Ben Kramer has come to by which he guides his life. I mean, there just are. Now, but you know what I mean? It's a foundation of the home. You don't, they're just like, for example, it seems to me that love always works. Yes. Seems to me. That's a conclusion Ben Kramer came to. Now, yeah. does he does he refine his notion of what that means? Sure. Does he equivocate around that? Could he take another position? Oh, absolutely. Does taking that other position, maybe love doesn't always work and here's why and being able to prove it, actually end up strengthening his faith in, frankly, faith in the, the efficacy of love? Oh, absolutely. I've seen it as such. And I think this is the point you're making in our talk today. I, it seems to me it is it is and it's and it's hard and it's scary and this is yeah. right, the the very yeah. classical christian saying right hate, yeah. hate the sin not the sinner and um, oh. Oh. and it's very uh oh. it's oh, very yeah. difficult and it's very painful and it when when our feelings are hurt and um and i i i it's so hard not to push back and push back fiercely and and it's so, and it's, it's just, it's not working. We're just seeing it not work. It's just not working. You know, just look, it's just not working. And I understand and I feel worked up too. And I'm upset too. And I'm mad too. And I'm really, I'm personally hurt by the exclusionary misunderstandings mm-hmm. that are occurring in the hearts of people who claim to speak in the name of love. I'm, I'm personally hurt in the name of love by the way mm-hmm. that people are left out, pushed out, sat out, pushed away yeah. by people who think that they're being inclusive. It hurts my feelings. And, um, yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And I, um, and, and pushing those people away to stop them from pushing people away, it's not working. It's just not working. No. It just doesn't seem to be working. And I'm fucking pissed off too, but it's not working. Mm, 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 it's mm. not working to tell those people to go fuck themselves. It's not working. Yeah. 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 I love you, dude. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's good. It's one of those days where, you know, probably we should you know we should have another hour you know yeah it was a good it was a a humdinger yeah Yeah, Yeah. that this was uh uh, thank you very much i've understood your the position that i think i've understood or how you think even more deeply from today you know we've definitely gone there's a there's just a little new layer uh, speaking of bringing up that notion of ever never ending uh it's almost wrong to call it refinements because that would make it sound like they're teetering on top of each other, but they're not. <laughs> so are, are we creating a tower of teetering refinements? No, it's just a, an ever widening yeah, coming. Like, is it? Or I hope you know, so. May it be so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, right. There's a, I mean, it's, yeah, the, the ever seducing void of depth of truth, you see, that we could fall into forever or you know soar through up you know is it up is it down you know (laughs) when you dive into that you know unending depth of of the chasm of the abyss before you 
and you it's this, like the slightest readjustment of your perspective to see yourself flying into an open endless sky amen amen i love you dude i'll talk to you soon thanks for taking yeah. time with me love you dude. later bro Bye, dude. Yeah.